Whovians hopping your TARDISes, you're listening to another episode of Doctor, huh? What? Huh? I've seen double here. Two Matt Smiths? There was a Matt Smith and a Peter Capaldi. Are you sure? And I couldn't tell. Why is the, what, why is he, does he teach PE or does he teach math? So I can't tell. I don't get it. Nobody can understand. And what do they mean when they say marking? Folks, we're here to, uh, this is a, uh, randomly selected Doctor Who podcast. Random I'm, order. Sure. Uh, you I'm sorry. Real- I, should, I, I didn't mean to undermine you. I'm sorry. It's randomly selected. We, we randomly select our episodes. This is and a our listeners pod- randomly select to listen to us for some reason. <laughs> our, our listeners randomly select the time where they decide to turn off our podcast and never turn it back on. <laughs> oh, I made it three minutes in this time. Oh, well. I'm your disruptive influence, Jordan. And I'm your very disruptive <laughs> influence, Sam. I feel like from our, our kind of rapport with each other, it should be the other way around, but I go first. Um, this Jordan, week we're talking, yeah. yeah. I've got some bad news. Rest in peace, Peter Capaldi. No, I... What? (laughs) No, don't say that. No, but almost rest in peace me. I had a near-death experience today. You were watching... Can I guess what happened? (laughs) Okay, yeah, sure. You were sitting down to watch Doctor Who, turned on the TV, and you had your volume up a little too high so that the BBC uh, like logo (laughs) at the start of the episode just burst your eardrums and shattered every window in your house. Was that it? Well, first of all, you know that I stand up to watch the show. See, I was going to make... Every week I want to make a joke that's just like, what's louder, hydrogen bomb, crying baby, or the BBC uh, like screen at the start of every episode of Doctor Who. So my first mistake tonight was that we had Panda Express. That's, you know, that, it can be, it can be good. It can be well, good, it for wasn't, sure. Well, it wasn't this time. There was a rubber band in it. <laughs> what? There was a, a rubber band a new, in it. A new ingredient they were trying out, maybe? Well, see, I've never had, Have the, you had the, rubber the black band pepper Angus with... steak, so I don't know if that's usually in there. No, no, no. I thought it must have gotten mixed in from the rubber band chicken. <laughs> this should be on this side of the tray. <laughs> yeah, it, I didn't like it. I did. I caught it with my eyes before I caught it with my mouth. Thankfully, uh, I mean, so I, I didn't think, end up eating the rubber band. I did think the steak was weirdly chewy and rubbery, though. That's probably nothing. Uh, I mean, also, know, the cashier the Pan- tried to stab me. The Panda Express master grillers that work there, you know, they mm-hmm. do their best to make the ingredients kind of uh, maximize their flavor and potential, but they mm-hmm. can't always be winners. Sometimes, you know, sometimes the 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 moons on a line right and the state comes out a little weird and chewy um i'll tell you what and though, blue if you want to eat meat that has been sort of scientifically re-engineered into being candy that's where you go <laughs> which i do for. like i would like to I- I- imagine a world where it's you know thinking back to my childhood i'm i'm nine years old i'm trick-or-treating and i'd go to the door of the nice, the nicest house in the neighborhood, and I open up my my big bag that I have, and someone takes a big scoop and pours shiny honeyed yeah, orange say, chicken. Yeah, they say you want uh, you want, uh, you want fried rice, chi- white rice, and they pour it in, and I go, mmm, so sweet. Let me eat a Reese's, and then let me eat a bite of this orange chicken. Because what I, I used I to mean, do was mm-hmm. I would take a banana laffy taffy and a tootsie roll. And a piece of orange chicken, and I would sort of swirl them all together and twist them, and then I would put them all in my mouth, and I would say, "Yowza! I don't know what's the most candy of this." This is this is so good. I would I would I would like to make you know 
Take two graham crackers, put a piece of orange chicken and a square of Hershey's chocolate. Just make a lovely little, little, uh, some orange chicken. Uh, Sam, yeah. this week, it was okay. Of- I, I'm, I'm being so brave about it. I am, once we're done here, I do have to go get a haircut so that I can go in and ask to speak to the manager. Um, so this, so I, this is this like, actually it, my last episode as Sam. Is it, what will you be after this? The Sam with shorter hair? I'm confused. Don't make me spell it out for you. You're going to be the new manager. It's a Karen. Of- That's right. They're going to give me the job. Oh, you're going to be Karen because you're going to say, hey, your food had a uh, had a potentially danger- dangerous contaminant in it. <laughs> yeah, it's called Panda Express. <laughs> hey! <laughs> no, here's, here's where it is. Here's, hey, your food uh, was dangerous to my body. Can I have some more? <laughs> <laughs> can i have more for free this is my favorite thing no no this is my fa- i have a fast food story because you've gotten me on it which is uh you know we're both einstein. Oh, we're back we're on e- this we're the einstein brothers yeah pull up <laughs> pull up, uh, pull up kyle xy episode. uh pull episode up. a big lime i think was the last one of these pull up every episode of our podcast because we always but <laughs> i remember a lady came in einstein studs and she said i bought a dozen bagels from you yesterday and, and they were gross i don't know what was wrong with them but they were disgusting can i get another dozen bagels please this dozen sucks 13 Ma'am, more is it possible please? you don't like our product i this, I, this is the worst shit it's like the it's like my life is the kombucha meme Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. well sam this is uh this is series eight episode six the caretaker Yay! Um, this is a Peter Capaldi. And Who wrote and directed it? It was written by Stephen Moffat and also and another guy, and then it Gareth was directed Roberts. by another, and then it was directed by another guy too. Paul Murphy was also there. Uh, so we begin the, uh, well, first of all, what did you think of it? I liked it. I thought it was good. I thought it was a pretty fun episode. I, okay. This might be controversial. Uh oh. I think this is one of my favorite episodes of Doctor Who. Yeah, that makes. I'm glad to hear it. I don't know. I liked it a lot. I thought here's 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 what I say, and I'm can't believe I'm saying this. I'm looking around my my recording space just to make sure no one's here. I think (laughs) just to make sure no one's listening. I don't want anyone to be listening it would to be us really talk. Embarrassing right now. if anyone heard I, what you were about to say. You're not recording this, are you? Okay, Every, everyone, everyone, get out! Everyone out! Everyone turn out. this off. Hey, turn your volume down for like five seconds. Okay, I, I just sent out the studio audience. I think I'm starting to kind of, kind of think Clara's okay. I thought she was good this episode. I thought she's, she was a great companion. I think she is. Also, I think, uh, <laughs> uh, here's something. <laughs> this episode made me wonder if maybe, <laughs> if maybe Robot of Sherwood was good. <laughs> No! What the fuck is wrong with you? Well, here's my thing, is we first met Capaldi in Thin Ice, uh-huh, when he, I think, had already been around for, I think, two series at that point. Yeah. And I'm now starting to wonder, because this is a few, maybe three episodes, I think, after Robot of Sherwood, I'm starting to wonder, was that just him at the beginning of a character arc? I don't think so. And I didn't like Clara in that episode either. That's true. I don't know. I I legitimately is might it, go back and rewatch Robot of Sherwood. Is it is it possible? Is it possible? Is it possible that we didn't hate Clara Oswald? We hated Clara Oswin, and they were just like, "What if there was this horrible Victorian woman who sucks shit?" Like, um, who was you know split Down off with in up with Ald. 
I can't even parse that. Um, no, this is a good episode. Uh, I liked it. I like episodes where the doctor sucks and he's shitty and he's a bad person and mm-hmm. he's annoying. Uh, but I thought, I thought part of what was so good about this, in my opinion, is that I totally understood where he was coming from on almost all of it. Mm-hmm. Not all of it, mm-hmm. but almost all of it. But I like when the doctor is not a perfect boy. Right, and, and he I'm wasn't. Like, he wasn't. And also, this episode uh, had a had a trick of me where I where you know an episode is good where I like make a point and I'm going ha I cross my arms ha um, I'm making fun of something for the episode and then the episode uh, like points ha. at me. It's like says, they don't even know whether Danny is a math teacher or a PE. Teacher. No, it's like hey, they really cast a guy that looks a lot like Matt Smith in this episode, <laughs> huh? And then they turned it around on me and they were like, hey, it was this a masterstroke. Guy, it's pretty fucking good. Uh, <laughs> so this episode starts in media res where the doctor and Clara are like chained up to a some like stone pylons and they're in like a orange desert planet. Not Mars, probably. Probably not. Uh, because he would be like, my friends, the ice warriors will come. <laughs> right. He us. would be bowing. Uh, but they're like chained up and they're like, the sand piranhas are coming. Get me the vibro cutters. And I thought this, I thought, silly me. I get that this is supposed to just be like, look at all these crazy adventures they're going on. I mm-hmm. thought this was like, this was like in media res. And we were going to see how they got to this scenario. <laughs> Which is very funny considering that, I mean, obviously you would have no way of knowing this, but. Yeah, this does get wrapped up in about 15 seconds, which I do love the idea that the previous episode would have been like, next time on Doctor Who, how are they going to get out of this one? And then they just aren't. They just are out of it. The, the episode yes, begins we, with this montage of yes. like Clara. We actually, I, I like this because we talked about this uh, when we were talking about In yeah. the Force of the Night. Yeah. Like, how in the world is Clara managing to live this life where she's just going back and forth between being a, a normal woman and teacher and then going on a crazy dangerous adventures with the doctor and uh, yeah, this and montage I, shows I liked, us I liked that we're hard. seeing it kind of felt like in the forest of the night was sort of the like this episode here is like the tension comes to a peak right and then that episode felt kind of like hey let's check in again about what happened in the caretaker <laughs> mm-hmm. Because, uh, yeah, this is, we will find out that Danny does not yet know about the Doctor here. But this is the right. episode where he finds out that Clara is going on all these adventures. So and we, yeah, like, we, we start... see this montage of, like, you know, the Doctor is, like, running from laser beams with Clara. And then she had, didn't she, like, she just went on a run and then she goes yeah, to the Doctor. That's, that's like... what's fun because, like, it's like, oh, God, we got to run from the laser beams. And then she, like, slumps in her chair back at home. And then Danny knocks on the door and he's like, hey, hey you want to go for a run? run? And she's like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> See, I think this is really interesting because all the other companions we've seen, they just, like, don't leave the doctor. They just go on, like, you know, months at a time adventures and then come back every so often. Yeah, that was what we it. saw with Rose was she would come back and Jackie would be like, oh, Rose, welcome back. I have seven boyfriends now. I haven't seen you in 30 seconds. And they all like to fuck can... apples or whatever happened in that episode. I don't remember. It's I broke my coffee table again, Rose. <laughs> but this time, but, like, for some reason, I mean, maybe it's, maybe we see I why. missed I you guys. I, I found myself breaking the coffee table without you because I was so sad maybe it's you like, weren't here it, to do it. You know what me. it probably is? Is like if Clara's working as a teacher, uh, maybe disappearing for months on end, and then having to come back and try to figure <laughs> out what the fuck you were doing and like what grades you haven't turned uh, right. Done yet, if I remember hard. correctly from the pilot episode of New Who, I 
think that at the end of the episode, Rose might have been unemployed. I, Rose I was think. unemployed because her job, say that her, her job, job might have exploded. The doctor did do uh, urban terrorism to her job. And Which was cool, up. and he was right to do it. I, anyway, this montage, I think, is, is fun. I like that... Uh, Danny's like, oh, I'll get us a cab at the restaurant, and Clara, not at, at, outside the restaurant, he gets the cab. But, like, on the way out, the doctor, like, pulls her into the TARDIS and is like, let's go meet fish people! And then by the time she gets in the cab, which, of course, for Danny is seconds later, she is soaking wet. And she's like, what is her joke? She's like, oh, it was like a freak storm. And he's like, there's kelp on your shoulder. And she's like, yeah, it was a really freaky storm. Something like that. Um, at the end of this montage, the doctor delivers one of his most deranged lines he's said in a while, which is Clara comes in, uh, to the TARDIS and he's, he's doing something. He's like building a thing and then he sees her and he says, you look nice today. Did you wash? <laughs> what? Well, I assume, I assume the joke is that literally he will go on multiple adventures with her in the span of about like five minutes for her real time life. <laughs> right. <laughs> so but no, like, because the implication of you look nice, did you wash is that the is that she doesn't wash usually. He's accusing her of not washing. I also uh, just like the phrase did you wash? It's like when wash. Alex Horn on Taskmaster said that he does his laundry and some of the dirty backs up out of the out of the sink. Yeah. Well, I <laughs> I do like that for for the the twelfth doctor being so like inhuman he's for the so first rude. time in a he's while. He's so like he's so like because he says that and Claire's like, oh, look at you trying to butter me up. <laughs> but, yeah, he's being he like is. very evasive. He's like, I have to take care of something. Don't even worry about it. You oh, just... by the way, clever count fans, get ready. Oh yeah, this is we are about two minutes into the episode when she says. You are a very clever man, making the common mistake of very clever people, assuming everyone else is stupid. But I think that that was the only clevers we got. I don't think nope. that we got any more. Wrong. Were there more? Were there, was more? The th- there was a third. Ah. We did get one more. Uh, so he says that he's... There was a good burn from Clara where he's like, I have to go into deep cover. And she, like, laughs at him and says, what is it, in the magic circle? <laughs> I would let no. That would be uh, that would be Sylvester McCoy who would be able to do that. First of all, I do want to see an episode where the twelfth Doctor has to be a magician. I want to see an episode where the seventh Doctor needs to be a magician, or I maybe see an, an episode, episode where all of them have to be magicians. I want to see an episode where the seventh Doctor learns how to be a magician. Ooh, <laughs> we watched him do that sleight of hand, and we were like, "But when did he learn? How it? did it happen?" Turns out Ace taught him. Um. So yeah, he's got to go undercover. He he uh, he says, "I'm leaving. Goodbye." Clara, like, she's like, "I don't know what the fuck you're up to." She does like a, "I I I've got my eye on you." Mm-hmm. I liked it. I like yeah. I like that. I like that. Like the twelfth Doctor is such a freak, and he's such a like. He's just such a a weird weird man that like Clara basically has to babysit him. <laughs> this is another just... point, by the way, in the. Um... Robot of Sherwood was written for the 11th Doctor bucket is mm-hmm. that it really feels like I really like her dynamic with the 12th Doctor, just not in that one episode. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
I, uh, I'm sorry. I refuse to believe the robot of Sherwood is good. I have eyes and experiences, and I don't care if it was part of his arc. It was a bad episode. It was well, terrible. I'll, 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 I might watch it. Or you're gonna tell maybe me, not, you're gonna message me. If I do, me, I'll let you like, know how I felt about it. You're gonna message me tomorrow and be like, I watched it five times and it sucked shit. <laughs> and I was eating rubber bands out of a bag the entire <laughs> every, time. Every episode that we watch of Peter Capaldi from this season, you're gonna have to go back and check. Is this the part that's gonna make that arc make sense? <laughs> I don't know. Why was he wearing that fez? It didn't make sense. <laughs> so Clara goes to work at Cole Hill. Hey, remember Cole Hill? I really didn't think it would get quite this much screen time. You didn't think? I don't know. I They keep showing it and mentioning it. And, like, we keep seeing Clara with her students. And, like, you know, she was tutoring those kids, too. I thought that maybe I for just whatever mean, reason... I just mean when we watched Remembrance of the Daleks, oh, I never yeah, would have yeah, imagined yeah. that Cole Hill was the most prominent location in Doctor Who besides <laughs> the TARDIS. I guess so. I mean, I guess it's all a throwback to the first episode, right? Yeah. The, the uh, okay, the well, this is weird. First of all, some some girls are, like, giggling when ha, ha, Clara ha, talks what if to the Danny, Danny and, and they're like, ooh, Danny and Clara kissing, kissing each other. Uh, Clara's like, do you think the kids know? Yes. Uh, but Danny says something weird that I didn't understand because I assumed that he knew about the doctor at this point where he's like, oh, you've been wearing any space helmets lately? There may be, there like, was a lot. <laughs> no. I, I feel like we haven't seen the episode where her and Danny meet and she was yeah, like wearing a yeah, space yeah. helmet. Or she, she probably said, did have a space helmet yeah, and she's she like, like tried oh, to play it for off. The, it like was that. for the school play. Um... <laughs> It would, well, we'll, uh, we'll talk about that. We're doing um, a, <laughs> we're doing Macbeth in space. So she tells him like, "Oh yeah, sorry, I've been really busy with uh something lately, and that's why I've been so weird. And sometimes I will get I a tan in the middle in of hair. dinner. Um, I'll come back and I have like one. Uh, I, have, I have like one beautiful shining over. day to hang out with you. <laughs> and they go to a staff meeting and they are introduced to the temporary caretaker John Smith." Who winks so I have at a question. Clara and I have a says, question for you. Most people just call me the doctor. God, that was so fucking funny. Like, what the fuck? No. I have a question for you. Have we seen an episode on this podcast where the doctor refers to himself as John Smith yet? Because that's like not a, that's a, that's his go-to. Oh, is that like a recurring thing? Yeah. He, he, no, this is he the used. first I've seen I, I'm kind of amazed that we've made it so far in without ever hearing him say John Smith. But yeah, this is well, what I'm he always. I'm amazed that we've made it so far without getting, what, season four? Uh-huh. I just so I I do like, you know, this is the name he goes for whenever he needs to have a a normal, well, a conspicuously normal human name, but then Peter Capaldi is just such an alien man that he's just like I'm the doctor. Yeah. And then he winks this is at great, Clara. I, I like, you know, this is such a such a consistent trait of the doctor at how he feels about humanity and the fact that he's proven right every time is that he because Clara was like, oh, yeah, like, you could ever go undercover anywhere, right. get real. But he introduces himself as the new caretaker, and he's like, all right, everyone, anyway, if anyone needs anything, you can come to me for anything. Everyone's just, like, shuffling out of the room. Uh, and by the way, I am undercover. I know Clara. I am an alien. I am not of Earth. And everyone's like, uh uh-huh, bye. Uh, yeah, yeah, who let this weird man in? And yeah, he like smugly smiles at Clara and is like, yep, I am undercover here as the fake caretaker. And everyone's like, uh-huh, bye. Bye. Can Gotta get to work. There's some spillage in the hallway. Please clean it up. Oh, I just threw up. I threw up, doctor. <laughs> doctor, I threw up right here, right now. Clean it up, please. 
I like it. Is it, is it, is it in this scene when he's like, I'm the caretaker. I have a brush. See, this is my brush. I can't, I can't remember. It's a good That's line. That's psychonaut shit. Uh huh. I'm, I'm the caretaker. caretaker. Here's my brush. Uh, <laughs> so Danny then pulls Clara aside afterwards and is like, did you know that guy? I think he winked at you. And she's like, that just seemed like sort of a general wink. I love that. This is sort of a, this is sort of a wink to the whole, everybody in the room. I think she calls it a welcoming wink. <laughs> looking forward to working with all of you and looking forward to winking at all of you i would love to introduce myself to some new coworkers and be like looking forward to working with all of you can't wait to be here wink (laughs) i'm gonna love being here wink i think that guy's planning to jerk off at work (laughs) i'm definitely not gonna beat my meat in my in my uh in my janitor's closet wink So what was that fucking? There was that guy on on the F plus that work jerk twenty three. Oh God! <laughs> Clara runs back into the staff room and is like, "Hey, hey what uh, did you do I with love, the caretaker?" I love this part where Danny says, "Hey, do you know this guy?" And she says, "No." Now, if you'll excuse me, I'm going to run in there and yell at him for a few minutes. I I am going to assume that he that Danny walked away before this, but who knows. <laughs> Who's, who could say? I'm going to go yeah, wink she at runs this back caretaker. In and she's like, what did you do with the caretaker? And he's... What does I, he say that he's got like seven lives joke. and two cars? He's, he's like, oh, I, I hypnotized him into thinking that he has the flu. And a flying car and three wives. He's going to have a confusing awakening. <laughs> it's so shit. unnecessary. Why would he do that? Why, why is he like this? I love him. He's so good. That's the thing with this guy. You can't tell if he's joking. Did he's he so, actually do so, that? I he's kind so of cruel think he to did. People. I think he did. I don't know why he would, but I think he did. Oh, yeah. And she, so she, this is where Claire's like, okay, you're going to tell me what the hell is going on. Are there aliens in the school right now? And he says, yes, yes me, go me. away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. This line was nuts because she's like, there's no way that you're ever going to be able to fit in among humans. And he says, I lived with otters for a month once. Well, more, I, I more sulked with otters for a month. River and I had had a big fight. I need to, I need this episode in my life right I now. I need the, the webisode of the 11th Doctor sulking with otters for a month. It's like when in, in the, it's like the funniest shot in, uh, in the forest of the night where a kid just walks by and he's just like hiding behind a tree. It's just him <laughs> doing that. With some otters for a month. So I I mentioned earlier that while the doctor is not right about everything, I did think that a lot of his perspective made sense. And I think this is a a good point to talk about that because we, we don't learn or no, we, we actually do learn what he's, what he's here for just right about now. But basically what's happening is there is a killer death robot in the area. He intends to lure it into the school late at night when nobody will be here He's the caretaker, so he's the only one who would be here anyway, so he knows that the school will be totally empty, and he's going to... We'll talk about what he's going to do later, but he's going to neutralize the threat, is his plan. And basically, what I thought was good about this is that the threat itself, the monster of the week of the week, is kind of a non-entity in the episode. Right, it's really, it's just like a thing that they need to deal with that creates drama... Right, but it it worked for me because it was in a way that lined up with everything he was saying, which was like, I don't need your help for this. Like, this is a delicate situation. If it's handled improperly, it could become a huge threat. But if you just let me do my thing on my own, 
it's completely, absolutely fine. And I thought that that made perfect sense when we get to see more of how they end up handling it. So I I did feel like it it was totally justified when he was like, seriously, leave me alone. You're mm-hmm. going to make it worse. I... I was going to say, I don't know why the doctor didn't just communicate to Clara, like, but also that's not his, his, I mean, that's not what the doctor does. He's not does. the best communicator. He's not in a this communicator. Form. I think if he was, agree. if he, cause yeah, I think if he had said, Hey, uh, I'm dealing with a delicate threat and I need to, I need you to just go about business as usual. Here's what's going on. That would have resolved a lot of conflict, but I think that Clara I'm, actually probably wouldn't have accepted that. I think I'm, she would kind of try to get involved. I'm not a freak from outer space. So. What do I know? <laughs> but I have but yeah, to I ask. Think, I think I'm that is something my... that's interesting about their dynamic. And I, I do think it's really interesting seeing the companions who know multiple versions of the Doctor. Yeah. I, th- I think there is an interesting tension where it's like, she's been on adventures with him and is very much still adjusting to the fact that this is a very different man. Very different man. Yeah, I I think that's cool. Um, he and went I think from it's cool a he went from a he went from a quirked up poetry together. He worked up he went from a quirked up white boy to like a horrible weird old man, <laughs> a freaked up white man, a f- freaked up white man. <laughs> Is that the episode title? That might just be it. Well, we'll see. Uh, so then we we go to a police officer who finds some Coal Hill kids loitering. I think they're playing Pokemon Go or something. Who cares? They're um, playing. They're playing uh, video games when when the writer doesn't know what a video and it goes like blast the guy and it goes pew pew pew. Get axe guy. Get axe guy. Get axe guy in the corner. Uh, yeah. So he says, "Oi, oi, oi, you fuckers, you get Sam, out of here." I have to. I have to ask a question. I have to ask a question. Was this episode uh-huh. a little bit racist? Um, Was this episode a little bit racist? Because we see three. Ki- we see lots of Coal Hill kids. And two of them are, like, cut in class to play video games, and a police officer goes and yells at them. And then the other one is described as a, a, uh, a, what, what was the phrase? A, in, oh, a disruptive uh, influence. a disruptive influence. And those are the only three, uh, only three black, uh, children that we see at Cole Hill. And I have to, I just have to, I feel like it would, I would be remiss to not bring it up, that it, that it did raise an eyebrow slightly, and nobody I, said. I hear you. I will say, we have seen other kids from Cole Hill uh and i think they're all kind of just like this it seems like <laughs> is cole hill a school for is is it like cole hill school for bad boys and bad girls or something <laughs> it kind of just seems like these are just some shitty kids at cole, cole hill. hill school of disruptive influences i mean we saw the one i mean there was that one uh from remembers of the daleks who had a very cool helmet that let her become a dalek so <laughs> i forgot <laughs> i forgot we gotta watch that again Five yeah, we times. should watch it. We should watch that five times. Um, so they, oh yeah, he, he sends them back to school and then he hears some clanking and clonking in this abandoned building that they were playing. He says, Pokemon I Go hope I don't get of. my arm blasted off. I you... hope that, I hope that my arm doesn't get charred to a delicious crisp and hit the ground. With I hope s- that I don't go to heaven and meet a sinister woman. <laughs> well, okay. So <laughs> he goes into the building. I was briefly scared because I thought this was going to be more fucking autons from the pilot. Oh my god. They they do all these like quick, creepy, like half second shots of mannequins, and I was like, now hold on a minute. But it's not. Those are literally just some mannequins that that uh, I did not notice the one with. the one that would looked a little bit too much like Mickey. Ricky. 
No. Oh, okay. Um, but we meet a big robot, and it's it's the thing with the robot is that it talks all weird. It says like five stop intruder. It's five doing stop like intruder. it's doing like uh, it's doing like what's it? HK HK forty seven. HK forty seven. I wish it's like. Where it's got to, like, state its emotion at the beginning of every sentence. Is that a threat. Yeah. Except it does it like that, but even weirder. Even funnier. Yeah, the the big thing that it keeps doing is that every time it sees, like, something that it wants to kill, it's like, problem, solution. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it does that here, and it does shoot the police officer to death, and we do see his, his like, mostly ash hand hit the ground. And, uh, yeah, he's extremely dead. Uh, bye. That's that. Yeah, he didn't, he didn't like it. But I did like to see, uh, I did like to see a nice pork rest on my end this episode of Doctor Who. Hey, I am always, I am always surprised the stuff that they're allowed to show on Doctor Who. I well, did, I, I a like, man's disembodied hand hit the floor yeah, after he was shot to death. Yeah, that's, you know. That's, that's pretty rough. Yeah. But also... I we see later. Here, we see him later, and he's fine. So, well, you can show you can show anything happened to anyone as long as afterwards, like they could have put this guy in a wood chipper. But if you show that he went to heaven afterwards, it's okay. <laughs> like they it all worked a, out in the could, end. They could put an episode of Saw on the BBC Kids uh, block. As long as at the end, episode of Saw, you know, the TV show Saw, they Uh could put a whole Saw movie on as long as at the end they all meet up in the church, like at the end of Lost, and they say, ah, the real I mean, I'd rather get put through a a series of Saw traps that ends with me failing and falling through a wood chipper and then go to heaven than live a normal life and go to hell at the end. The real, the real Saw trap was the friends well it was the opposite of the real good thing that i learned a lot about valuing friendship from this saw trap here we are in heaven i love it goodbye thank you for watching kids so that's the end of our episode this week Mm-hmm. so the doctor climbs up uh to clara's classroom window and like looks through the window and looks at the whiteboard where there is a quote from uh from pride and prejudice with a date and he just like peers through the window and goes wrong, wrong. <laughs> and then she like climbs up on. I really, I think the fact that she climbed up on a chair to be eye level with the doctor just made it even more funny in front of all of her students. I when when also, she gets, I I love when she like gets in his face and she like hisses at him like this is not what a caretaker does. Just so you know. <laughs> and she's like arguing with this very strange man, and then he's like, he says like, oh, Jane Austen wrote this book in whatever date. Uh, before she, and she's like, ah, stop, stop, stop. And then he's like, how do you know? And then he says he just read it in the. Well, yeah, bio. she's like, oh, let me guess. You went on an adventure yeah. and you met Jane Austen oh, and with you the fought aliens. the Bogons together. Yeah. And he's like, no, I read the book and her bio's <laughs> in the back. <laughs> you fucking know. You know that there's an episode where he goes and meets Jane Austen and fights Bogons with her, though. Oh my god! Maybe it just hasn't happened. Maybe it just hasn't happened yet. Maybe it's one of the there lost be- episodes. We'll never may- see. No, it. no, no. Maybe in like maybe episode seven of this season, the next episode, she's like, "Do you want to go meet Jane Austen?" And then the Bogons show up, and then she goes, "Huh? What?" I would love. I would love for them to do that shit where they like just. I mean, I guess they kind of have just digging through like old serials and being like, "What can we make come back?" 
Yeah, and I guess that's when, most uh, of what they do. And then I was when specific- is, <laughs> and then when I was specifically it, thinking of like vague like, allusions to things that might happen. Someday, what if a Rutan came back and it was like a green blob, and then it said activating true form, and it was just a fucking sexy lady with huge tits. Yeah, like or like they're on the TARDIS and someone pulls open a drawer and bones fall out, and they're like, "What's that?" And he's like, "Oh, that's just Leela." <laughs> She uh she she didn't know that the door was pushed to open and she starved in there. <laughs> okay. Our most recent Patreon bonus episode on patreon.com slash potting so was about the invisible enemy parts three and four of four. And all this time we've been making all of our little jokes about how stupid for people Leela who don't is know, based for on parts know, one and two. Okay, for context for people who don't know, because not everyone listens to our Patreon, not everyone's watched Classic Doctor Leela. Uh, Leela's character is that she's like a primitive woman from an alien planet. She wears like this like tight fitting, uh, like leather. She's wearing like dress. skins. She's yeah. like a huntress. She's like a huntress, and she's always saying just, unga bunga and things. She's of that a, she's kind of an unga bunga lady, but she's not stupid. And and several times her ideas, uh, uh, the Doctor uses her ideas to save the day. I mean, we've seen two serials with her, and in both of them, they've <laughs> won the day because of her. Because and of her then the idea. Doctor says says that he came up with it. But it's just, yeah, the, they talk about how stupid she is, and we joke about that all the time, and then I think in my head, like, we really, really overdo it on that. And then we no. watched Invisible Enemy Parts 3 and 4, and I was like, god damn, no, I was wrong, I forgot. They're way meaner to her than we so ever meaner. were. <laughs> oh my god, respect for Leela, this is why we named an award after her. Uh-huh, she deserves it. Which, by the way, someone might be getting that award this week, you know what I'm saying? It's the doctor. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Clara kind of embarrasses herself in front of the kids. Uh, I did like the one loser who, because Clara's like, I gotta go. I gotta go figure out what the heck's going on. And she, like, runs out the door when the bell rings. And one kid is like, uh, Miss Oswald, any homework? And she's like, come on, kid. I, uh, I'll tell you something. Uh, I, I, uh. I definitely did that. I definitely had that conversation with a with a with a child one time. Are you going to give us any homework today? Uh, do you want homework? <laughs> don't like, ask. Don't ask. Yeah, she's she's literally like she's literally like you're su- she. I think she calls him a sucker. She's like she's like don't be a sucker. Oh yeah, that kid's getting beat up after this. Oh yeah. Why are this you, is a private why? school in England. That kid is dead tomorrow. <laughs> that kid's they're putting that kid they're putting that kid in the in the room with the alien. And he'll he'll also <laughs> go to heaven. They're putting him on a plane to do Lord of the Flies alone. I can't wait I can't wait for our listeners to understand why I keep talking about uh, the the people going to heaven this episode. It's a great place to go. Um so she goes looking for the doctor after class. Everyone is, like, stopping her in the hallway and being like, oh, Miss Oswald, could I blah, blah, blah? Miss oh, Oswald, Oswald can could I... you come to the whatever? And she's like, yeah, yeah, sure, all of that. Yes, absolutely, for sure. Uh, she finds the doctor, like, looking He's, in like, some kind of, like, a... electrical panel and yeah. seemingly just, like, hacking some wires apart at random. <laughs> and she, like, the way she tries to get over to him is very funny because she just, like, picks up a watering can and just, like, pours water all over the ground as she walks oh, over I'm to the doctor. Oh, I'm just watering the gravel. I'm just watering your shoes. Definitely not trying to talk to the caretaker for no reason, because he, well, he's talking to Danny and uh, Matt Smith. Wait a minute. Okay. It's not Matt When Smith. I saw this guy, I, I said, this guy looks like 
the person he looks like the eleventh doctor in like the Doctor Who West End stage play. He looks he, like if he you looks, did like a merge a face merge between Matt Smith and Eddie Redmayne. He looks like a guy playing Matt Smith playing Doctor Who. Like, like, he looks like when you see Doctor Who live. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's the Doctor Who play. Like, this yeah. is the guy they got to play the Doctor because he kind of looks like This is like the Matt guy Smith. that you go on you go on Tumblr and you find out that there's like a dedicated fan base for this guy you've never heard of and you were like, he looks, who is this? These he, people are like, oh my god, when, when Edward ate that apple, like everyone's like losing it and you're like, who is Edward Harrison? And then you it's, look it up and you're like, he played the eleventh doctor. This guy, in this guy doctor by the way, is live. Yeah. What? He's a he's Matt Smith from a distance. <laughs> um but his name is Adrian. He is wearing a bow tie, by the way. Uh, just to make it even more like this guy looks so much like the eleventh doctor. Yes, and um, there is a point to that, and it is very yes, funny. It's uh, very funny. So the doctor is talking to this guy, Adrian, and Danny, and he is trying and failing. To process the fact that Danny, who he's learning is a former soldier, is a math teacher and not a PE this teacher. was to be honest, and I you know me, I love when Peter Capaldi's a rude freak. This was like too much for me. It was kind of funny the first time he did the joke. <laughs> Like, yeah. what he says, like, are you going to do some pull-ups right now? Like, I don't understand. Uh, why would you know how to, why would you teach, why would you teach math? Is the math teacher out or something? Yeah, he like, said, he says, like, I'm trying, I, I'm trying to get my brain to retain that and it's just not <laughs> happening. Like, it's kind of funny. It's a little funny. And then the joke just never ends and he never stops doing it. And that was like, just not, not my, not my thing. I didn't like I, it. I did like it because I understood why he was being so petty and I do think think it's also in character we know how is the doctor he, his, feels he's just about being the mean. military yeah he's just being mean to to danny i think yeah but but it does make sense he he really really does not approve of soldiers as a concept yeah he does so hate i soldiers. i think i think well, that is in well no 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 he doesn't approve of soldiers unless they're the beautiful brave ice warriors <laughs> Yes, he hates war unless the Ice Warriors are doing it. <laughs> he hates um, soldiers because they're the only people who might ha- stand a chance at fighting the Ice <laughs> he Warriors. He hates soldiers for getting in the Ice Warriors' way. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, Danny leaves, and after he leaves, and I think Adrian also leaves, uh, Clara is like, Oh, you know, this name is uh, Danny Pink. Doesn't that make you think of Colonel Pink, who we met in a previous episode? And he's like, "Huh, what?" This was hey. so confu- this was so confusing to me. I get, is, the, is it because they said that he looks like Colonel Pink too? And I'm like, "Is this is there going to be?" Did she like, meet his time traveling yeah, son or something? She meet his like great grandson, or did she meet yeah. her own? Maybe she she met her own time traveling great grandson or something. Yeah, I don't know. We'll we'll know. we'll see that eventually. I assume. I yeah. I can't imagine that's not an episode. Um, don't you remember Colonel Pink from the webisodes? Remember, uh, remember when you met, uh, what if every time the doctor met, like, Clara lookalikes or different Claras, we just, they were just in webisodes? <laughs> God. Uh, but he's, he kind of ignores her and he clips a little doodad onto the wires, uh, that he's working on and he moves on and he asks her about the guy that she's seeing. And I think she, if I remember correctly, here is, I think she didn't. What she thought that he didn't know, I think, is what's going on, mm-hmm. here. and she's kind of flustered. And he's like, "Oh, please, come on, I can tell." Um, and then uh, 
the other guy, Adrian, comes over looking like Matt Smith. And she, meanwhile, is very flustered because the doctor is in her place of work and it means that the children are in danger. So he sees her looking very flustered at this guy who he thinks looks like his past self and goes, Ah, oh, Clara. Clara, Clara, Clara. I'm, you know what? I'm really happy for the two of you. <laughs> and Clara's just like, okay, thank I you. Found, I found the most Matt Smith-ass man. She's like, they're they're together. And she's like, this isn't right. I need you to put this on. And she hands him a fez. I think, I think it's, obviously it's funny that he sees this guy who looks like Matt Smith and thinks, oh, that's so sad. But I, I also think it's interesting because I, we don't, you and I, I don't think really truly know exactly what Clara and the doctor's relationship was. Right. Cause she, he kissed her, but that no, was a different Clara. That was a different, that was, that was what if she went back to Victorian times and became the worst person of all time. The most <laughs> annoying lady. So yeah, like, I don't know if it was really a full on romance between the two of them. But I think it's interesting that that romance, if it existed, clearly doesn't exist anymore. But I like the idea that the Doctor, as a new version of himself, would be like, well, no, I don't want to date Clara as this version of me. That's not where my head is at anymore. However, I don't necessarily love the idea of her dating someone I don't approve of. But I do think I do it would kinda... be great if she was hung up on my past appearance. <laughs> I think it would make him, I think if I was the doctor and, and I regenerated into a horrible, weird old man, uh, not to say he's like ugly, he's a very handsome boy, uh, Peter Capaldi, uh, but like, I think I would be very sad if I, I found that someone was wanting to date someone who looked like one of my previous, like, like somebody who looks like David Tennant. I'm like, I'm sorry, I can't be him anymore. I fucking <laughs> died two well, times. Well, I that's, died that's twice. what I mean about like, I, I get the sense that he is just so different that he doesn't want that anyway. Mm-hmm. So he's like, I don't want to date Clara. I'm a different guy. Now I have a different personality and I'm, I'm a weird alien now. However, the part of me that used to be Matt Smith is pretty psyched that she would want to date Matt Smith. <laughs> Bro, I, I think a, it's, I it's I just had a it's chance very like it's so it's so sad and petty in a way that I just love that that I mean that is kind of petty is a great word to describe uh, uh, the twelfth Doctor rude because like he and petty and he weird. thinks that it's like pathetic of her to be doing that but it makes him happy uh huh and, and also he sucks and I love it he's the one who's uh, who's like seeing that where it doesn't exist so. Right, it's it's like it's like he's found out that his ex got fired or something, and he's like, <laughs> <laughs> "Poor you." <laughs> he's 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 just wearing the. Oh, uh, you're never getting over me. <laughs> he's wearing the the smiling mask while he's crying underneath. <laughs> <laughs> he's wearing a smiling Peter Capaldi mask while Matt Smith's <laughs> face inside is crying. <laughs> Oh my god, I would love Nobody photoshopped that. God, I wish I could God, I wish I could draw. God, I wish I could draw. I would draw that in a second. Oh man, we've got we got all kinds of merch coming out. uh, Yeah, we've got uh we've got Scoopus and Gallant t shirts coming soon, and then we have the Matt Smith crying under a smiling (laughs) smiling (laughs) theater. Okay, so uh he uh walks off and does his thing. She Oh, that's right. This is where he 
while he's setting up doohickeys around the school, he's also, like, cleaning. Mm-hmm. And he sees some graffiti, presumably from that girl who we saw earlier and we'll see again, Courtney, which says, Ozzy loves the squatty. Uh-huh. I mean, I've I've heard great things. I've heard I, it's really good for oh, your bowels. Oh, I get, I could, I was like, I was, because when I was thinking of the squad, I was like thinking of like a group of friends is like, I see, it's like, that's, is that slang for... Clara Oswald is a huge squad. fan of my friend group. Yeah, no, it's like no. the squaddy is as in a former soldier. He squatty is a potty. Squad. I oh. didn't know that I, I, I understand now. But can someone please explain to me what marking means? Do we have any British listeners? I... I don't remember them saying that, but doesn't marking, isn't that grading? Yes, no, Clara, Clara, it's, it's, it's Clara keeps saying that she needs to get her markings out of the, out of the room later. That's all. I mean, it's, it's British it's grad- markers. It's grading. I know, but I'm it's doing markers. a joke. I'm doing a joke about, about let's, let's make our, let's make our listeners across the pond mad at us again. You are specifically trolling sauce. I'm, t- t- listen, I don't know how many other British listeners we have. We just have one who talks to us. <laughs> the rest are too angry to talk no, to us. The rest are just clenching their fists so hard they can't reach their keyboards. And we're on thin ice with sauce as it is. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> just kidding. Or am I? That's for sauce, sauce got so that. angry. Sauce got so angry at us that he decided to give us ten dollars a month. <laughs> Egg Thanks, on my face. Uh okay. So he has, the doctor has stowed the TARDIS in the, like, caretaker's shed kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is where uh, Courtney, who we didn't really mention before, but we will mention her now, she's a troublesome child, and no, she's here. she's, she's... A disruptive influence. Thank you. Oh, this is a good joke, because she wanders in, she's, like, looking for paper towels because some kid threw up or something, or a teacher or whatever, um, and she... He's like, what are you doing here? The TARDIS is, like, glowing green. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's like, what are you doing in here? Can't you read the, the sign? I do love when he's just like, this is my janitor box. I always have it, and it's always glowing green because there's a because there's a green... What just is in it? case. Does, he says there's, like, a, a guy with a ray gun he in says, there. He says that there's a police officer in there with a death ray. Right. Yeah. But... But he's like, can't you read that? The sign says, keep out. And she says, actually, it says, go away, humans. And he, like, mumbles <laughs> to himself, I've got to keep my temper under control when I'm writing signs. It's so bad. <laughs> That's such a ridiculous joke. I love it. He's such a, he's just such a type of guy. <laughs> I love the 12th Doctor. He's so good. I mean, I love every Doctor. Like, I, I've, I've said this, they're all good. But the uh, 12th one is just, he cracks me up. He's so funny. Peter Capaldi yeah. is a very funny actor. Uh, so she is like, I'm going to tell the headmaster about your weird glowing green box that you have in here. And she, he, he said, what does he say? He's like, you you should be more worried about your short human lifespan. Mm-hmm. He says, if I was a human, I would be panicking all the time. <laughs> he is, he is fed the fuck up. He is not <laughs> bothering to pretend anymore. <laughs> he gave to up be fair, so fast. Yeah, it's very funny which, because... He's Clara always like earlier this. was like, it's not, you're not going to be able to go undercover. And he's like, yeah, I will. I mean, it's very funny to me because the doctor's always like this. He's always got no patience to not tell people mm-hmm. that he's an alien. But this is the one time that he's tried to, uh, tried to blend in and he just yeah. can't, he cannot do it. Yeah. Cause what if a human said something stupid in front of him? He'd have to, he'd have to, uh, he'd have to correct them, you know? Yeah. So, uh, she introduces herself as first name disruptive, last name influence. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
and she leaves as Clara enters, and she says something like, did, did your previous companions let you get away with this kind of shit? <laughs> did your exes let you, uh... You know what I was thinking about, by the way? We always talk about this. He should have said, well, I, I did blow up one of my previous companions' workplaces, so... Uh, we always talk about, like, the doctor with this weird, like, girlfriend key to his apartment that he gives out. And mm-hmm. I was thinking a lot about, uh, the snowman, which, you know, is the, is, uh, Matt Smith Sands, uh, Sands Ponds, right? And I was thinking about, you know, the doctor always has, like, weird romantic chemistry with his companion. And, but then I remembered that, like, uh, I mean, allegedly, we don't know, but we, we know that the Ponds are married to each other. So was there, like, a weird, like, cucking situation happening well, with them that we... lest we forget, Amy Pond did, like, run away from her engagement and then make out with the doctor. In her in her childhood bedroom that he apparently went to visit her in a long time ago. We have seen a singular episode with Amy and Rory in them. I want to see the Ponds again! I don't know if I want to see the Ponds again. I don't remember if I liked them. But really? I, I need, well, I need data points. I need more data. <laughs> I like them. I need more data. I, I need more like data him. points. I remember uh, some stupid things happening with them, but I, I mean, don't... yeah, it was it was like prime Moffat era. I'm sure that a lot of shit happened with. But them we that saw that that was ass. that was a Rebel Flesh that we saw them in. That episode slapped. Yeah, it was, was a, a good episode. one. It slapped that Rebel Flesh, and it made a weird <laughs> squelching noise that made everyone uncomfortable. I want to see more though. I want to see the second part with the with the Doctor Flesh Boy. That was remember that remember Professor that Ganger <laughs> or <laughs> Professor Granger. Excuse me. Yeah, Doctor Granger. Dr. Granger, that's right. <laughs> uh, I, I am torn because at this point I'm like, I want to meet uh, Donna. Mm-hmm. I want to see more of the Pawns. Yeah. And I want more of uh, I see I want Bill. More of Ryan and Graham. Yeah! I want to see Bill. I want to see Bill. I, I would love we to see, see more one Bill. Bill. But, you know, we're in the cl- era, so... I mean, at least... <laughs> that's listen, not how the show least, works, but sure. At least... At least... At least we uh we have enough data points. You know, it's all about data, this podcast. It's about data and spreadsheets. And at least we have enough data to know that not every Clara episode is an immediate death sentence for our yes, enjoyment. Yes, that's true. We had said before that the Clara was a sub-era in the Annoying Era. It turns out that they actually have some overlap, there but is not some total overlap. Yeah, I mean, I think in a general sense, I think the Annoying Era is just Moffat's run of the show, but like... You know, I there's don't know, though. I, I really don't feel like the 12th Doctor episodes, with the exception of Robot of Sherwood, which I still I think guess so, was I guess that was a holdover from the annoying episode. Uh, I annoying still think era. so, and it was also written by Mark Gatiss, so it was never going to be good anyway. Uh, <laughs> but I just haven't found this era annoying. Yeah, I, will, I guess we'll have to, well, naturally, we need to we need to organically figure out what we call this part of Doctor Who. Uh, we'll, we'll figure it out sometime, I guess. Someday. Somewhere. Not right now, clearly, because I got abs- <laughs> I just sat here in silence for ten minutes. <laughs> okay, I, where, where, I uh, the doctor is talking to this child, and he says, and you know, he he does he does he not just like show her the inside of the TARDIS and say, "I'm a time." No, that's really. later. That's that's later. later. Okay. This is after she leaves. Uh, that Clara is like, seriously, what the hell is going on? And he uses the screwdriver to project an image of what he refers to as a Scovox Blitzer, which is the big robot. That's my uh, he band says, name. He says uh, that it wait. probably uh, followed the Artron emissions that I have to assume Cole Hill is absolutely drenched in the by now. Ned, Ned Flanders' voice 
Skovox Blitz Blitzer Blitzer Blitzer. 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 <laughs> uh, I will be calling it just the Blitzer from now on because I hate Skovox. Skovox. I mean, it makes me think of. Uh, it just I... makes me think of a skybox. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say it makes me think of like. Uh, of the Ice Warrior from that Ice Warrior episode, but I forgot what his name was. But it yeah, was me like too. Strelok it's the, it's the Skybox Schnitzel. Yeah, there we go. Um, anyway, so yeah, he the, another per, maybe he's remembering of the Daleks here because he's like the absolute last thing that we want to do is let the military find out about this. They will try to fight <laughs> because- this. Because as we remember, the episode Remembrance of the Daleks from all of the explosions that happened to it blew out the show's budget so severely that they said that the (laughs) guy who made that episode could never work on the show again. That's right. Uh, But yeah, he's like, these robots are incredibly dangerous, but also like really easy to handle when you're me. So if the military try to engage it, they it might very well destroy the entire planet. But if I deal with it, I will launch it harmlessly into the future. I, Which, of course, is, time is cyclical, and it'll meet uh, Krogox Ka- from uh, Klasky, uh, Rosa. Klasko, Klasko, Krasko, Kusko. How many people are back in time? We This is like a... Well, lest is, we forget, Leela is from the distant future, so he's presumably trying to send it to her. <laughs> so she can cut its head off? Well, either she will stab it in the neck, or it will kill her. Win-win Does for it, the Doctor. It's, I just, we need to keep a running tally of who is hanging out with, with, uh, Clasco, the time traveling racist at this point. Like, there's a lot of, dudes. it's a fucking party at this there's point. A party. There's going to be an episode where all of the people the doctor sent back in time team up together to find a way to get back to the future and, and get their revenge. This is just the, this is just the HFIL stuff from Dragon Ball. Mm-hmm. All the, all the villains that he beat when he was a child team up. And return to Earth only to find that they are massively outclassed thanks to power creep. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Android 17 becomes super Android. I never quite understood how he became I never, super Sam, Android. I'm gonna, I hate to break it to you. I've, I've uh, you know, I've, I know the classics. Dragon Ball is maybe the classic that I know fucking zero things about. I've never watched it. I, I didn't mean Dragon Ball as in Dragon Ball. I'm pretty sure this was GT or maybe late Z. Okay. I I, I mean, I don't know anything about any of them. I, I know Goku and I know That's Krillin. fine. I was mostly speaking out loud to myself and our dear listeners. Who do you Jordan, think you're uh... free to go. Okay, cool. <laughs> if you'll excuse us, we're going to have a little chat about Dragon Ball. <laughs> uh, anyway, so... Uh, he goes into the TARDIS and shows off his cool watch that turns him invisible. I yeah. did like that he turns invisible, flicks her on the nose, and she's like, ow, what the fuck? Actually, hold on, is that an invisibility watch? That's fucking awesome. I really like when when a person turns invisible, and then you go, wait, are you invisible right now? Can you believe it? Maybe it's like a, uh, did that seriously just happen? Well, that just happened. Uh, so, she, he he explains his plan, which is, let the Blitzer pick up the stench of alien tech in the form of himself and all of his gadgets and the alien or the invisible and the, and the alien time minds that he's leaving all over the place and the reason that he has to be invisible and this was a little bit contrived but it's fine because there's there's bigger and better reasons that the invisibility watch exists for later but his reasoning is if this robot is able to visually scan him 
then it's probably all over because mm-hmm. it will learn everything it needs to know in an instant and it will blow the shit out of him. So he yes, says that's why very sexual, he, it will se- it will blow the shit out of him. He's going to he's going to love it. He's going to be so happy. He's going to get irrigated. <laughs> he's going to get the sloppiest toppy of his life from that from that uh that blitzer. We're making different jokes and that's okay. Yeah. Uh so <laughs> he uh he says uh, that the, there's no less crowded place than a school at night or something like that, which I suppose makes sense. Well, um, the only person who's normally here is the caretaker, and, you know, I don't give a shit if he gets blown and up. And that guy thinks he's got three wives and a yeah. flying car. Who gives a fuck a, about that guy? <laughs> that guy's, a, uh, that guy's a, uh, a polygamist. I mean, it's my fault that he is, but still. So, um, yeah, this is where he finally explains his doohickeys. They are time mines. What does he call them? Chronodyne generators or something. Uh, and they will create a vortex that will fling it a billion years into the future to kill Leela. Uh, so yeah, again, he, he insists. He's like, seriously, the best thing right now is for me to just work on this by myself. It's all good. It's all handled. Um, I don't need anyone getting in the way. This is very delicate. So you, Go be with your boyfriend. I saw you looking at him earlier, and she's like, "Oh, you! I didn't. I never thought you would be able to tell." And he's like, "Yeah, well, he did remind me of a certain dashing young time traveler." I assume this is the significance of Colonel Pink. Is See, that this was the she qu- thinks he's saying he reminded me of, of Colonel time, Pink. Yeah, that time he traveler. He reminded, reminded me, me of, of me. Me. Yeah, this was the part that confused the shit out of me, but I don't want to go and look up uh, this yeah, yeah. this mysterious... We'll find out when we find out. Yeah. Who the fuck this this Danny lookalike is that they met? I, I assume that it was Danny's son, son. Dad. Mom. Uh, I don't know. So, yeah. he. But I thought this was nice is that he's, you know, he's wrong, but he's still being very encouraging. He's like, look, I've got, I've got it under control. You you go hang out with your boyfriend. You have my blessing, Mazel Tov, etc. I think it's so great that you're dating a guy who looks just like I used to. <laughs> hey Sam, um, do you happen to remember the TV show The Secret Life of the American Teenager? No, no. Um, well, there was a character named Nora. Um, oh God! <laughs> if you remember, uh, Nora uh, said to Amy, uh, "Wow, you're dating. You're, you're, my son's dating someone who looks exactly like his mother." Kind of sick, actually. I think she says, "What a cool show!" Everyone, go ahead and listen to Jurgen It, and Don't you'll find it. 121 episodes of Hell. Oh, sorry, 120. One of them was good. Um, <laughs> So she leaves and bumps into Danny. The The thing here is that they were supposed to have plans for tonight, but he says, I could tell that you were going to cancel on me, so I just moved them to tomorrow night after but that's, parents' but that's night. parents' night. Oh, no. Uh, and then he sees the doctor coming out of the caretaker's shed and says, what do you think of that incredibly suspicious man? And she says, ah, well, he spoke very highly of you. And Danny's like, what? That's what? <laughs> The f- huh? Was that the? Were you talking to the singing man? <laughs> are you talking? To, why were you talking to the caretaker about me? What? What if? What if? Uh, what if the? Okay, hold on. <laughs> Here's my fan fiction. Okay. In the middle of this episode, the doctor, you know, he goes undercover at Cole Hill, and uh, he's in the break room, 
and the choir teacher comes in, and it's the singing man. <laughs> oh no! And it's like, oh my god, the greatest time, the greatest war criminal who has ever lived has escaped. He starts having war flashbacks. Uh-huh. He starts, he has PTSD, and he's like, no, no, not the singing man! <laughs> I don't know why I'm so I'm so fucking obsessed with the singing man. Well, maybe someday when we get to prose. That's never happening. I refuse. No, you don't. Okay, fine. It just it just isn't happening anytime soon for sure. Uh-huh. Maybe someday. We I don't want to promise anything, but maybe someday. So Probably not. Uh What? Probably not. What? Probably so, not. Uh, that night, Danny is, like, on his way out when he finds a time mine, like, on the <laughs> underside of the fire alarm. And it's just like, the fuck is this thing? And just pulls it off. I hope that's okay. Uh, the doctor, meanwhile, le- we find out that the doctor, Clara, and Danny are the only ones still here. The doctor is leading the Blitzer to the school. Danny is, like... Trying to figure out what the heck this thing was, and he's like, "Oh, I think he like hears the robot running through the school and follows it." Uh, Clara, meanwhile, is like, "Well, Danny canceled on me, so I might as well go on a time travel adventure <laughs> with the doctor." <laughs> she like goes to the shed, like, "Well, hey, I, you know, don't mind if I do." Where Where is he? Um, that's something that again, I I do find really charming about Clara in this era of the Clara era is I think it's so great how we see that she has, like, this sort of uncontrollable compulsion that no other companion has really had, where they're like, I can't, I am, I'm gonna fucking die if you don't take me on an adventure God, right God. Now. Well, it's because, usually, like I said earlier, the difference between Clara and these other companions is that usually they do long stretches of, of traveling and then they stop. This is like... She is trying to both live a normal life and also hang out with the doctor on uh, Lazier Lawn 99. Mm-hmm. But she she just can't deal with not doing it for too right. long. <laughs> and gonna, too long gonna... for her is like seven hours. Mm-hmm. She's got an, she, a, a, she like gets the shakes addiction. in the middle of her school day, and she's like, "God, where's the fucking TARDIS?" She's like, she's like, she needs a cigarette. Where's my funny man? She's God, like, I, she's like snapping at all the kids. Like, not now. She she has God, like the doctor time equi- travel adventure. The doctor equivalent of a of a nicotine patch is just like I don't know. Just a, a she looks at a weird angry set of eyes. On the wall that she has under, she put, she has a picture of his eyes, like angry eyes on under. She her has desk. like one of those like viewfinder toys that gives her a little <laughs> slideshow of like ancient Rome. <sighs> That's oh, stuff. Okay, I can I can make it to the end of the day if I if I can <laughs> if I can if I can just pretend that I'm there. Uh, so Danny follows the sound of the robotic stomping into the auditorium. Where the doctor uh, has led the Blitzer, but uh oh, why uh, is my why, why is my are my time, time mines not, not armed? I I spent so much time calibrating them and carefully placing them exactly where they need to be. What the hell some, happened? I wonder some some uh, some man uh, picked them up and uh, without thinking and ruined everything. 
Uh, Danny walks in and the robot starts shooting at him. He ducks, drops the mine. They all are. I was kind of into the fact that the, like, the stacked up chairs in the auditorium got fucking super turbo melted all the way through it. Yeah. Nobody ever explains it. Um, Those damn kids. The doctor does activate the, uh, the time mines Mm -hmm. and the, uh, the blitzer does go forward in time to meet uh clasco when he was just born um (laughs) and he i don't know he said something racist and made baby clasco laugh and smile and oh no i didn't know the robot was racist (laughs) yeah so now you don't need to feel bad about it so clara runs in and she says something like doctor did something happen to the chronodyne generator and danny's like sorry what Mm -hmm. (laughs) hmm Uh, and now we get we get um we get the maybe the worst lie in the history of television where mm-hmm. um where uh so just to just to review what Danny has seen he's walked in a robot is blasting the room full of lasers and then gets sucked into a time portal and then Clara uh who he's already kind of like slightly raising an eyebrow with runs into the uh, caretaker who just showed up and called himself the doctor and then said, I'm not human. And then said, Hey, did you get that robot alien? And then Clara says, we're rehearsing for the play that we're doing for family night. Yay. It's it's for the the summer fate for the summer. Oh God. I hate that word. Stupid word. Um, and I have no opinion of it. Uh, and then, uh, and then she's like, that was just one of the kids in a costume. And we send him to the future to die in space. <laughs> we send him to hang out with Clasco, the racist. Yay! Uh, so yeah, I li- the doctor's like, oh, thank you, Mr. P.E. teacher. Hey, I found this chronodyne generator. I might as well take <laughs> it off the wall and decalibrate it. He's being rude and mean and we love it. Uh, yeah, and he says... Uh, if if everything had been allowed to happen as it was supposed to, that thing would be a billion years in the future. But instead, it's about three days from now it's going to pop back out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, because I was not expecting anything to go wrong with my plan, because why would it? Uh, it did see and scan me, so now it's going to be super psyched to kill me. It's so ready to start blasting Peter Capaldi on site. Um, and then Danny goes, okay... I see what's going on here. You're a space woman, and that's your space dad. I fucking lost it when he said space dad. That was very <laughs> I think bad. he specifically said, I'm not stupid. I can tell what's happening here. You're a space woman, and that's your weird space dad. I'm your weird space dad, Jordan. That is a good if... way to describe Capaldi. He's a weird space dad. <laughs> And sometimes his weird, he gets into a fight with his weird space wife. I couldn't tell if this was, if this was a 12th Doctor is self-conscious about being old again, or if this is 12th Doctor is weird and inhuman and doesn't know what anything is, where he's like, Dad, we look the same age. (laughs) I think that was weird. He's like, okay, I'm going to erase his memory. It'll only take a moment. He's a PE teacher. (laughs) <laughs> i know so that it mean. goes on for too long but i do kind of like how he's he's so aggressive he's so mean i also i did want to talk about the look on clara's face when when she tries to come up with a lie and settles on uh it's a play 
because she just like smiles vacantly at him for like three solid seconds and says mm-hmm. nothing. <laughs> that was pretty good. It was pretty good. Uh, but yeah, she she tells the doctor, "This is my boyfriend, Danny. Please don't erase his memory." Uh, and he's like, "What? This is your boyfriend? Why you? Why are you going out with a soldier?" So he says, "Because I love him." Which normally in a TV show, this is the moment where he would go, "What you do?" But apparently, they've already said that, so whatever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it was weird. Um, probably not to a normal viewer. Um, probably if you watch a show in order, they they, they probably had a had a, like a moment where they where they you know. But we're watching it out of order. Uh, I love this part where this Mm -hmm. sad old man has lost the plot. And he's like, is this part of the play? (laughs) (laughs) So stupid. He's such a weird man. He's a weird She says the bow tie guy was not her type. And he's like, oh, ouch. He's sad about it. Jesus. He's sad about it. Sorry, Uh, Clara. Matt Smith's like, sorry. Well, 11th Doctor's like, sorry, Clara. I only like you when you're really, really, really annoying. (laughs) You just haven't been been bothering me lately. Uh, So I like this part because she she's like, okay, here's what's going on. He's a time traveler. I'm not an alien. It is true that I'm from Blackpool. That that was never a lie. And I did like that the doctor does kind of bail her out a little bit by revealing the TARDIS. Yeah, he like, says, "Here's the TARDIS." It's- you know, he doesn't. He does not like Danny, but he he doesn't like that Clara is like in trouble with her boyfriend. I thought that mm-hmm. was nice. What a great guy! What a nice guy! <laughs> He's so nice. Uh, Everybody, give it up for the doctor. So, uh, yeah, he Danny is like, okay, the military should handle this. The doctor's like, Jesus Christ. This is this is exactly why I didn't want anyone else to be involved. Mm-hmm. Um, so Clara and Danny go back to someone's place. Who's to say? Um, and she's like, "Okay, what what are you what are you thinking?" And he's like, "Okay, well, uh, I'm I'm trying to process the fact that you're you're dating a guy." Or sorry, what did he say? He's like. You you keep eloping in the middle of our dates with this guy who looks like our who used to look like our coworker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and he says, "Do you love him?" And she says, "She says, well, not like that." Um, he's my weird space dad. He's my weird space dad. Um, and I thought this is was interesting when he's like, "Why do you keep going off with this guy all the time in the middle of our dates?" And she's like, "I, I, it's amazing. I see things I could never see on Earth." And he's like, "Okay, well, you have to understand from my perspective that is really like hurtful. Rude, yeah, <laughs> that's really terrible that you do that to me, I just, and that you keep it, it is, a secret. Also, it is truly my favorite thing that you know. Watching the show has really made me think about the fact that when you have a time machine, you really can drop them off when, or pick them up whenever you want, literally whenever you want. He could just have come back after the date." Or like, you right? Know. She's like, "Oh, sorry, I'm just gonna go to the bathroom," and then she goes and gets like buried neck deep in sand, right? Like, and she comes back and she's like, "Oh, sorry, I was in there for so long," and he's like, "Fill the room." We're in there for s- ninety seconds. <laughs> the room filled up with sand. <laughs> I met a new best friend, and he died. <laughs> she's like, "Sorry, someone farted in there real bad." Meanwhile, she's just covering because she was in the methane atmosphere of Titan. Oh, the planet that Leela wanted to blow up. That's right. Well, it's a moon, but anyway. Yeah, um, well, nah. Looks like you're the Leela of the podcast this no. week. No. <laughs> 
but yeah, he's like very hurt that she's been like, f- she thinks experiencing all these incredible wonders and not telling him. He's like, even even if I don't want to see them, it's kind of offensive to me that you <laughs> were abandoning our dates halfway through. She's got a problem. She's got an addiction. She yeah. needs it. Um, and he, he kind of wonders, like, is there a version of you that I don't know? And she's like, no, 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 I'm always me, I swear. Here, I have a plan. I'm gonna give you the invisibility watch <sighs> so that you can spy on me talking to the doctor, and you'll see that there's no, like, secret other side to me. I'm always me. I'm definitely not 50,000 other me's. <laughs> I'm de- I would <laughs> There's never. only one. There's only one Clara. This There's is one thing one you've got to know. <laughs> but look, it's a terrible plan. It doesn't make any sense. This, I the spying yeah, doesn't I, work if she knows he's there. Yeah, like I, I promise I'm not like dating this old man. Here, watch me not date this old man, and then she he comes in and they start kissing, and she's like, "Wait, ah, shit, oh jeez, I Damn, forgot." I'm supposed point. to lie. <laughs> Yeah, but but that's something that I like about this episode is that is that no one is really right or wrong, and that includes the fact that Clara's plan is kind of desperate and doesn't work at all. Uh-huh. Um, so the doctor is like being super passive aggressive and petty, and he's like, "Oh, thank you for letting me work all night by myself, and thanks for not bringing Dave." <laughs> it's the next day. It's the next day at school, by the way. If that yeah, was yeah, yeah. Um. Uh, and he sort of changes his tone. He looks kind of irritated for some reason in the middle of this. And it's like, hey, Clara, do you want to go watch the Thames get frozen over? Do you want to go to the Frost Fair? This is before. This is before. This is before. This is before Bill. in Thin Ice, he does mention, he does mention that he has been to the Frost Fair numerous times. This is this I, is like uh what was the episode where he took a companion to some place? It was he, uh it was Gridlock. He brought Martha to oh New my Earth God, and she was, was like, like you brought like, Rose here, didn't you? This was a really cool planet that I was at, and nobody died of a really stupid drug that they had I like that he keeps trying to bring companions and impress them with the same things. It's very wild. I love the idea that that in the background of Thin Ice, there would you be another, another Peter doctor. Capaldi with Clara. Well, there were multiple Frost Fairs, but still. I do, there's, yeah, there's, what if he was There's like, a Peter Capaldi with Clara, there's a David Tennant with Rose, there's a David Tennant with Martha, there's a David Tennant with Donna, all trying to, <laughs> trying in like a, like a sitcom farce style to like lead to their companions see, away from each, each other. <laughs> but I mean, look, what are they gonna do? They're just gonna see another British man that they had never seen, but it's not like- Doctor I thought that I I thought that I saw you over by the by the chestnuts you, stand. You had a bow tie like, on. No, uh, no, that must have been some other guy. <laughs> oh man, we've seen we we've seen a multiple Doctor episode, but that would be very innovative. Just like what if they were all in the same place at the same time by happenstance, but like trying not to, <laughs> to bump not into to each be, other. Like, like uh, this will just be awkward. He's sticking his head through the like muscular man body, and he sees David Tennant walk by, and he. Doo! Ducks his head under. In a, a picture you put your head in. Yeah, a picture you put your head in. Uh, so, 
what ultimately happens because she's like, wait, 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 what about the blitzer? And he's like, come on, Clara, you know, it's a time machine. We'll be back immediately. Like we always are when you leave in the middle of your dates. Hey, remember that one time that what is it? He's like, Oh, that's so weird. You never say no. Not even the time that we had dinner together. And then you had to come back and have a second dinner with Danny. (laughs) (laughs) And he knows that Danny is there. He's just trying to own Clara in front of Danny, and Danny turns visible and and says, yeah, he knows that I'm here. He's just being clever. Ding. Ding. Oh, it's Clara's word. It is clever, Clara. And the doctor says, uh, please, as if I wouldn't feel the light shield aura right next to me. I'm a time lord. And Danny's like... Oh, oh, you're a lord. Time lord. Oh, you outrank me. Am I supposed to salute you, my lord? I love yeah, that. That I, was fucking great. I love great. this. It was so good. We're, I loved how antagonistic Danny was being to the doctor in this because one we specific learned, way. We learned that in a way that is very much informed by his military background, he has absolute disdain for military officers. Uh-huh. Right. And he's, he's like... Oh, that was a good touch with the accent, but I, I can always spot the aristocracy in someone. <laughs> and the doctor, for his part, is really, really pissed off to be treated like a military officer. I, uh, well, you know, he's not the war doctor anymore. I would simply really like to uh, know how Danny would feel about Lady Christina D'Souza. Mamma mia. Why would, oh, because she's the ultimate noble. Because she's the coolest aristocrat of all time. So maybe, maybe (laughs) she could change his mind. He'd be like, you know, I used to hate aristocrats and like the shade of command, but you are so cool. I'm going to salute you (laughs) and clap. But yeah, he's, he's like being very sarcastic. He's like, yes, sir. Am I, am I dismissed, sir? He says something like, uh, I'm a soldier. The doctor's an officer. I'm the one who carries you out of the fire. He's the one who lit it. Pretty good. good Pretty good. Good shit. Uh, so he he leaves, and the doctor is just like, I think that went pretty well. <laughs> kind of a stock joke, but I do love to hear it from Peter Capaldi. Well, that just happened. I'm just yeah. kidding. The show uh, never... I don't think the show ever gets Marvel levels of writing, to be uh, fair. God, I hope not. I mean, maybe maybe that's... Maybe next say, season. I was gonna say... I don't it's on Disney+. Plus. I don't want to say... I want to I wanna believe that's gonna be good. I want to believe it's gonna be good. I mean, it is It is still... It's written by Rusty. It's Rusty Davies, but it's been, like, so many years. Can he still write good TV plots? Yeah, he might know. be a little rusty. He might be a little rusty. Maybe it'll be... I want to believe it'll be good. You see that picture of him in the, like, pinstripe suit? Oh, he's looking great. It was great. Of Russell? No, no, shooting up. No, I, I know. And his, like, bright, bright blue, like, double-breasted pinstripe suit. It looked good. It's a good uh, look. So, Clara chases after Danny, who is furious. Uh, she is also furious. They're all furious. Uh, Courtney Woods, the student, is the, just, uh, like, the, hanging uh, out in the shed. The and it's like The disruptive influence. She's like, hey, I just saw all three of you walk out of the police box. What is up with the box already? And he's like... It's a fucking time machine. <laughs> <laughs> this is where he shows it. He's like, look, it's bigger on the inside here. It's look, it's bigger machine. on the inside. Are you impressed? God, Jesus, leave me alone. I love, no, I love when, I love 
I love how every time he shows someone the inside of the TARDIS, he has to know whether or not they're impressed by it and think it's so cool. <laughs> like, like no even matter when how he's, angry he is, even when he's so he gives them a off, little survey. He's like, "Do you like it? No, it's like Would you recommend it to your friends. It's like he needs the thing they have at IKEA. That's just like, how are you feeling about? Give me a vibe check on your IKEA experience. Thumbs down, <laughs> thumbs sideways, thumbs up. He just needs one of those. It's like, how are you feeling about this space? Is it blowing your mind? Do you? Are, what quality of the TARDIS was the most? <laughs> invigorating for you <laughs> was it did you like by the way the part when they show uh when they show uh danny the tardis and clara said it's smaller on the outside <laughs> that wasn't her that was a different her that wasn't the same clara didn't say that she did uh, say that but yeah she did no. say that a different she said bigger on the inside no 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 oh i know i'm saying in the snowman yeah, 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 she said yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh so God, the so doctor rough. is like, I'm just trying to do my work and save the world. And Courtney's like, it's the end of the world for me either way. Parents, parents night. She literally is like, can Which you is, let Which is she, incorrect yeah, because says, we learn later that her parents, her parents are, don't give a are shit. I would say, like, pathologically supportive. They, in fact, they are, dis- they are disappointed to hear that their daughter has been di- downgraded <laughs> from very disruptive influence to disruptive. I loved her dad. I that was so funny. Uh, so she introduces herself for real. Her name is actually Courtney Woods, not Disruptive Influence. Uh, she says, can I go in the machine with you? And he says, maybe if I ever have a Courtney Wo- Okay, listen. Courtney Woods sweep. If Clara ever gets fired, I want I want the doctor to take this, this horrible child. <laughs> I want the doctor to go on adventures with this disruptive, annoying child. I legitimately would love it if something like that happened. If it was like somewhere down the line, some future doctor, like reunites with Courtney Woods and is like, hey, are you still up for it? Do you, hey, do I you have remember? a vacancy. My last companion died. Do you go? Leela got locked in the in the bathroom again. Can you do you want to go on an adventure with Why me? Is it still Leela? Because <laughs> she's the only one dumb enough to get locked in the room. What about all the companions between Leela and whoever's <laughs> on the new a, one? Well we did see in in uh, Invisible Enemy that they do clone Leela. So that's true. They, there, there's an unlimited supply of them. They can make as many Leela's as they want, but they only last for six minutes. God, those episodes are weird. Okay, Jesus Christ. So, <laughs> so uh, yeah, we're looking forward to the adventures of the Sixteenth Doctor and Courtney Woods, the Sixteenth um, Doctor, who reminder is played by uh, Philomena Kunk. <laughs> so, uh, the headmaster lets in all the parents. Everyone is horrified to see that the first ones through the door are Courtney's parents, <laughs> which is confusing because later we find they're out not, that they're like so psyched for her. Right. They don't, they're not like awful people. They're just like kind of indifferent to their daughter's uh, silly times. No, no, no. Really. They're, they're like, they're, they're like, oh, what are we going to do about this girl? Oh, thank God. She's slightly better. Cause yeah. Danny tells them like, yeah, so I'm afraid Courtney is a disruptive influence in the classroom. And her dad's like, oh my god, last year she was a very disruptive influence. That's amazing. That's incredible news. I guess it's more that they don't want to have to all share how unpleasant Courtney is to their, you know. So. They're just like all having the, their big box of uh, records of just like, and here was the time that Courtney like threw a brick at a child's head. Fortunately, I as a software engineer have never had to do a parent teacher conference and I hope I never do. If that day ever comes, oh god. Hey, can you uh, tell me how my so- soft my robot, my AI son is doing? <laughs> can you tell me how my son is doing in school? No, I don't no, work there. I, I'm a software. Please tell engineer. me now. It's, it's like no. It's like when I when uh it's like if when someone came into Einstein's and asked you if you had cake. Do you have birthday can, cake? Can you make me a cake, please? 
Of course, now they probably fucking do. Those fucking Those party fucking bagels. Cake, cake bagels. Sickos. Disgusting. Disgusting. I hate them. <laughs> it all went to shit when I left. No, because you were there. You were there when they had the California wasabi Nova locks and bagel sandwich. Oh, yeah. I mean, it all went to shit while I was there, too. But it went even more to shit when I left. They never took your idea for a burger with a... With a bagel for a bun. The burgle! I forgot about the burgle. Why shouldn't the bun be part of the fun? fun. Uh, There's enough uh, bagel lore for you for this week. (laughs) For the record, I never sincerely believed that was a good idea. Anyway. I think, think you know what I would love is a hamburger where the bun has considerable chew to it. Well, that was why it had the sub-slogan, don't worry, there's a hospital across the street. (laughs) Don't worry... This is like a soft potato bagel, so it, you know, it chews easy. And now, our listeners have everything they need to pinpoint which Einstein's bagels I used to work at. <laughs> oh, yes, I've given you all the clues, Detective. <laughs> I've given you all the clues. <laughs> our listeners are, are driving to our grandparents right now. No, leave them alone! No! Grandma, no, get away. They're gonna tell you about, they're gonna tell you about the fanfics that we read. <laughs> They're going to tell you about when we swore. It's like when we went to see the Simpsons movie and our grandma, uh, incensed, <laughs> she was so incensed by all the swearing that she proceeded to repeat all of the bad words that they used in the movie. She loves re- it. She, she's like, oh my God, you're not going to believe what they said. <laughs> okay. So, uh, uh oh, an alarm goes off in the TARDIS. Hey, remember that time vortex that was supposed to open tomorrow? It it's opened happening right, right now. now. A parent teacher night. Oh no. Uh, so the doctor, like, calls Clara out of the parent-teacher night. Uh, the headmaster kind of, like, tries to cover for her and Danny, who also leaves. That's kind of the end of it. I mean, that's completely the end of it. It doesn't come up again, so the headmaster Mm -hmm. really smoothed that over. Um, the doctor gives Clara the sonic screwdriver and says to, uh, switch it to setting 41 and give it short pulses of helicon energy and lead the blitzer to the goddamn auditorium for real this time. No, sorry, to the, uh, to the... The caretaker shed. Lead him right. to the situation room. Ha 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 It's a wolf blitzer joke. Hey, 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 ho, ho, ho! Danny keeps interrupting to say, hey, we need to evacuate the school. And the doctor keeps uh, interrupting Danny to say, no, we fucking don't. Shut up and let me work. Jesus Christ. Let him work with I did. Days. It's so, again, it's so petty, but I like it when Danny's like, you're using Clara like a decoy? And he says, no, I'm using her as a decoy. (laughs) (laughs) That's very good. So he says, just fucking stay out of her way, for the love of God, or this robot's gonna kill all the kids. And parents. Clara gets the the blitzer to the, uh, to the shed, to the caretaker shed. Danny follows behind, uh... And the, apparently the doctor's plan was to make, like, a blitzer voice-changing machine. Yeah, he's he, we haven't mentioned it. He's been working on a big, like, he's got a big funny metal backpack, backpack for the whole episode. And he starts talking in the weird way that the blitzers talk. Where yeah, he's, he's like, like, analyze, stop, analyze, stop, etc., etc. And it, it recognizes him as a uh, sco, Scovox? Is that Scovox, it? yeah. As a Scovox I gotta general. say, by the way, uh, you know, the Scovox Blitzer is not, like, the main focus of the episode, but I did yeah. quite like the design. It's got a kind of a clunky-clonky, like, uh... uh sort of a, a droidica. Yeah, and I was, you know, I, kinda, I, I like when things kind of have, like, Power Rangers vibes to it, and this kind of <laughs> gave me, like, you know, there's a dude in there vibes, <laughs> and I like that. Yeah, I, I did like the, the Blitzer. Um, 
And I, I, I liked that it, it wasn't the most substantial monster, but it didn't need to be because it was a situation for the characters to deal with. Mm-hmm. I, I thought that was something that was really good about this episode. Yes. Um, so yeah, he, he says that he basically has built the like roughest of rough copies of a Scovox general and is just sort of puppeting it to, to order the blitzer to shut down. Unfortunately, but, he plum uh-oh. forgot to put in the input codes. And the Blitzer starts asking him for input codes, and he doesn't have it. And the Blitzer is so sad that it's going to blow itself up. I like, I like though, that it's like, I don't understand. Like, I've received orders from my superior. I'm sure of that. But it hasn't given me the orders properly, which I just don't know what to do with that. So I'm just going to self-destruct. <laughs> it's better safe than sorry, I guess. Which, which again, I feel like, I feel like it makes it work how the doctor keeps saying, like, just let me do it by myself. You'll uh, only get in the way. This robot is fucking stupid. It's not a great robot. Um, it's incredibly needs- dangerous. But if you handle it right, it's absolutely useless. The doctor needs a few more, uh, seconds to get the input codes. And, yeah, but uh, if there's only, just nothing to distract the robot for a few seconds. If only someone could do a really sick, out-of-place stunt. If only someone could do the most ridiculous-looking, uncharacteristic flip. Why can he do that? Why can he do a flip? Do they teach I haven't heard to any- you? I've heard a lot of things about Danny in the two episodes I've known him. I haven't heard anything about him being a gymnast. No, this is just the uh, British Army Royal Marines flip that they teach you to do. This is the British Army equivalent of a mother lifting a car off of her child with the adrenaline rush. The adrenaline the troops, teaches him how to do a when the going flip. gets When the going gets tough, the troops get flipping. And hey, you know what's a great way to distract a robot that's trying to shoot you with a gun? Is, get it to getting face everybody up, else. is charging directly at it, getting really close to it, and then doing a flip. Sick flip, sick flip. I mean, this thing is what, like five feet tall, and he flips perfectly over it. It He didn't have a real eight foot vertical leap, and then the robot. Oh, we didn't mention uh, the old caretaker springboard. Registering, surprise, registering, amazement, amazing, clap it, protocol engaged. Uh, Also, critically, he he was invisible. He uninvisibles as he flips over it. What if he had just been done it? What if he had done an invisible flip over it, and then he's like, wait. Well, shit. this is the thing. He was actually doing invisible flips all throughout the these time. last couple scenes, and we just couldn't tell. He was doing, like, a sextuple handspring. Flip, 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 flip. Disengage invisibility. Do one more flip. He had to warm up. <laughs> I haven't done a flip in years. I need to I need to calibrate. He's been doing this amazing floor routine and he didn't realize he was invisible the whole time. <laughs> he turns his he turns the thing off and the and the and the blitzer gives him a gives him a three out of ten because he just didn't do half the routine and he's like, Wait! Wait. No! I thought you had infrared vision, I'm sorry. Uh so yeah, the doctor has enough time to input the final code. The blitzer shuts down. Uh and there's kind of like a, a moment of begrudging respect between Danny and the doctor where no, Danny's like, flip. I get it now. It doesn't matter if you like me as long as I am good enough for Clara. And the doctor says, well, you saved the world. That's a start. Which is a little, a little, a little hokey. And you did a fine. cool flip. It's all right. 
You did a flip. I never. Yeah, seen you the saved doctor the world. That's flip. a start. You also did a flip. We're all good. We'll be on flip watch for the rest of the show if the doctor can ever do a cool <laughs> He's flip. He's gonna do a flip every other episode. He's. I in. mean, well, listen, John Pertwee could do like <laughs> he could take out with CQC. He could disable and disarm a room of God, like. I want to see dudes. John Pertwee do more stunts, but he not so in the good. Monster of Peladon. <laughs> no, not a great one. Uh, the doctor takes Courtney to outer space to dump the Blitzer. <laughs> I'm telling you, I want this child. I don't want an older Courtney. I want this rude child to accompany the doctor and be mean to people and disruptive. I would not mind that, to be honest. Uh, But uh uh-oh, it's not going to work with Courtney because she pukes. She throws up all over the TARDIS. Hey, 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 Uh hey, hey. Why did she puke in the TARDIS? She's sticking her head out the TARDIS door. Why does she then go, oh, God, I'm going to throw up. Let me turn around and do it on the floor. Because, Sam... She's a disruptive influence. She knew it would be annoying for the doctor to have to clean up her puke. And then he oh, says... Oh, that's right. I forgot. She doesn't go, I'm going to throw up. She goes, I'm going to throw up. <laughs> I'm going to throw up. I'm going to make you deal with it. And then I'm the doctor... i wish you didn't bring me here. The doctor who, you know, caretaker mode, he's like, oh, spillage. Spillage. I don't know he's, what... He's Peter deep Capaldi undercover. I actually like. forgot he was the doctor in this scene because he was so embodying the role of the caretaker. Yeah, that's you know why what? he had to... Yeah. I like this episode a lot. And I don't know where this would have fit. I kind of could have used a little bit more of him being undercover as the caretaker. I know. I wanted, like, I want to see the, do- I thought we were going to see, like, the doctor be weird and interact with more of the kids and be weird. Like It's a fine. And we did, we did get a few scenes we of it. Did. And they were good. I, I, I would have loved, like, one more. I know. But it was, but I don't know episode. what you would cut. I don't know what you would cut. Do people like this one? Do we, yes. what did the, did the critics like this one? Okay. I like this one too. I liked it a lot. Yeah. Uh, um, oh wait, we have one more. We have one more scene. Oh yeah, we're not we have fucking a couple more done. Scenes. I mean, we have right, a, we right, have right. a couple more scenes because yeah. Clara is with Danny, uh, and she's like, "Hey, what do you think of the Doctor?" And he says, "I've I've served under men like him. They push you until you do things you never thought you could, but they can't do flips. So, but they can't they can't do flips." Uh, he says, "What concerns him is that he saw the way that she was following his orders." And she was absolutely fearless. She had absolutely, absolute complete trust in him. She did everything he said, but it concerns him that she wasn't scared. He's like, you absolutely should have been scared in that situation. That's fair. And but, uh, it's it's concerning that you weren't. I know, I kind of like this about like Danny and Clara's relationship. That he's, uh, you know, it's not that he doesn't like. You know, it's not that it, she goes on adventures with the Doctor that bothers him. It's that like she has very little regard for her own safety. That is yeah, what and, you know, he, him. you know, the Doctor goes. He comes into people's lives. He takes them with him on his adventures, and then they fucking die. <laughs> they. You know, they do not some, always. We don't probably. We don't, I mean, we don't really know the state of how many of his companions beef it yet. We as only far know as that, I know, the only ones who are still alive are Ace and Tegan. <laughs> we we know that Rose apparently, by her own admission, dies because uh, she, she said, told this us is, so. This is the story of how I died. So, I mean, I have to take her word for it. Christina um, D'Souza dodged a bullet when the doctor <laughs> said no. The next week, he's like, watch out for that spike trap, Christina. No! I assume that not every Doctor Who companion dies, but I have no evidence that any companions in the modern era have survived. To be fair, I mean, it's not like the Doctor says they all died. We just know that they're not around anymore. Right. The only one... Also, it... I don't know. I don't know. Nobody tell me, obviously. In the snowman, it was he- 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 heavily implied that Amy and Rory were dead. 
Mm-hmm. And there's that wall on the TARDIS, the Those We've Lost wall, that's like, <laughs> Leela, 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 Leela. Yeah, thank God the TARDIS is bigger on the inside, or otherwise you wouldn't be able to fit Jamie. the wall. Jamie. Uh, uh, so... Hey, Sarah, uh, Sarah Jane is is in featured Doctor Who episodes. She gets all Oh, yeah, that's right. She's alive. She's alive. Uh, uh jack harkness apparently can't die or something don't really know what's going <laughs> <Yeah>. on there <laughs> he's not a really a companion though is he well, uh he's, he's in the prayer one. I don't know. he's in the prayer he's in the prayer he's he's listed on wikipedia as a companion i i let me tell you i am so immensely worried because of i don't want anything bad to happen to graham and ryan specifically <laughs> if they if anything happens to graham and ryan you know what's I'm, fucked up yes kills them both <laughs> oh no no, do you know? And the doctor's is? like, that was really fucked up, Yaz. Anyway, who let's is, just keep going. Who is the character with the highest kill count in that era of Doctor Who, Sam? Is Dan the nice uh, man? So Graham and Ryan have never killed anyone famously. Dan killed like eight dudes. I think Dan is a mass murderer. I think I think Dan wanted a spot on the TARDIS. Dan so bumped killed. into one of those big like suits of armor and killed a hundred billion people. Dan was like, man, I really want to get a spot on the TARDIS, but there's too many companions right now. What if I just push Graham and Ryan uh, into a black hole? Oops. Oopsie. That's why we call him Dan the Man. Uh, So Danny says, uh, promise me that if he ever pushes you to do something you shouldn't, that you will tell me. And she says, promise you won't ever like make a vow to kill all the children. <laughs> Promise me that four episodes from now you will not try to get me, you, and all of our children killed on a field trip. Um, the next scene is great. Uh, remember that cop from earlier? I was boy, was I confused? Oh, hey, to see I remember him that again. cop. Whatever happened uh, to him here, besides him dying? He's in a white room with a man, uh, with like a man at a desk. He's he's a weird man at a desk, and he's, he's wearing like, yeah, a creepy a, white suit, so you know he's creepy. I got killed by a. I, I, there was a robot, and I don't know. I I got out somehow, and then he's like, uh, yeah, he's like, it's 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 wild. I I don't know how I made it out alive. It was like a something out of a sci-fi movie, and creepy man is like, ah, that must be a Scovox Blitzer. Don't feel too bad. We've had a few in from that. And he's like, uh, okay, sure, whatever. I just don't know how I got away from it. It doesn't oh, make sense. And the man goes, uh, I think you'll find it makes perfect sense. And then he's like, he's like, where am I? And the guy says, oh, we have many names for it. Heaven, the afterlife. The, I like to call it the nether sphere. It looks you out are the- fucking dead, sir. And God You're is in- real on Doctor Who. God is real and God is the sinister woman. Okay, not the that sinister woman. Favorite, that was my, the woman from Forty Two. My favorite, Ani- uh, my favorite Ariana Grande song. God is okay. Sin- yeah. Well, here's what happens. Here is exactly what happens as it happens. The police officer realizes he's dead, and he says, "My God!" And the evil-looking woman from the end of In the Forest of the Night walks by, looking irritable. And the suit guy says, "Sorry, she's a bit busy today," implying, implying that, she that she is, is God. God. She's the eye patch lady without the eye patch, probably. And what? episode. Hmm. I'm what not being serious. That, that was a joke. No, no, no. I just mean what the hell. What, oh, uh, what the I hell? Mean, what the I hell? Mean, what Steven, this ending? What? You know, Stephen Moffat is—he's uh, a very strange man, and he writes very strange things. He had just seen the Lost finale and was like, you know, it's really cool—the Lost have finale. A, we should. <laughs> um, and that's the end of the episode. That's the end of the episode. That was a weird ass ending, uh, but to I like pretty, the episode. You know, episode. I like a character centric episode. Yeah, you know, it was like a, it was about a, it was an episode about different guys, guys and 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 a guy who looked like Matt Smith and a guy who was a, a Scovox Blitzer. 
one of the wildest types of guys there are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I thought everyone, I thought everyone made sense from their perspective. I liked the the tension between all of the three of them. I liked the school. I liked the students. Yeah, I liked hey, Cole Hill. I like Cole Hill. I like that it features into Clara's story so much. Like it's it comes back a lot, and I think that's pretty neat. I'm yeah, I look okay forward to him blowing it, it up. <laughs> I can't believe he didn't this week. Uh, Sam, what, what uh, score would you give this episode? A minus. I would give it a solid. I give it a solid B. I give it a solid B. Solid B. Oh, really? Okay, fair enough. Yeah. A. I, I, Next I time on a, Doctor Who, Clara say, and the Doctor go to the moon and they make some big decision with far-reaching consequences. And I'm like ninety percent sure they're reusing the suits from the Satan Pit. And also, I know, right? Spiders. It looked exactly the same. And there's big screeching spiders. I'm gonna I give think it a that B episode plus. is called gonna, Kill the Moon. I'm gonna give it a B plus. Fuck the moon. You're gonna you're gonna give that episode a B plus when we watch it. <laughs> yeah, it looked great. Um, they were probably worked very hard on it. Um, oh, before we do anything else, uh, do we have any awards? See, here's the thing: is oh, yeah, that yeah. Uh, is that Clara took companion initiative, but it was unneeded. So I don't know if we can give her any uh, any. Um, any... I wouldn't. I don't think mm-hmm. she really did. What, what did she take initiative? For? I would propose. I guess she was trying and he wouldn't let her. I would propose to give Danny the Lee Lacrosse for doing a cool flip. <laughs> um, Thoughts? Do I agree with that? I don't think. He didn't. I, no, I think actually, we're, no, we're really muddling he, the meaning of the Lee no, Lacrosse. The Lee Lacrosse is. Sorry, the Lee Lacrosse is for straight up killing a guy. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. We can't muddy the waters. Uh, there maybe was we no, have to there do, was certainly maybe, no medal of Mickey. There was no Leela Cross. Maybe we need to have a Danny Pink award for six stunts. <laughs> Danny Pink award for six stunts. I like that. Let's do that. Danny Pink award for six stunts. He does win that. Are we allowed to give the companion initiative award to people who aren't companions? <laughs> yes. Okay, he gets one. Cool. Okay, cool. I like it. Yep. Danny gets the Sarah Jane award and his own inaugural <laughs> Danny Pink award for six stunts. Move over, Clara. Now, one most important question this week, Sam. Which doctor? Give me Jody. Give me Jody. I still want to see Jody. Actually, um, no, 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 no. I take it, take it back. I want David Tennant because I want Donna. You and want Donna's, Donna? I want Donna. Give me Donna. Give us Donna. I, I want to see Donna, but I've seen too much of Tennant recently. I would like Matt Smith and Amy Pond. I would like Jody Whitaker. And Graham and Ryan. Yeah, and I yes. would. I would dig. A, I would. I need to see more of the ponds because we've only seen them once together. Yeah, I want to see, mm-hmm. see them damn ponds. But I, I'm still. I'm still. I'm still gambling on gambling on Donna. It's a really slim chance, but that's like jackpot for me. I want Donna. Give me Donna. All right. Well, here we go. Actually, before this, I do want to say I did think it was odd. Um, we have not watched any series four, and I think ten we haven't seen any of. Uh no, we've seen ten. It's nine. Four and nine. We haven't we haven't gotten any of a single episode of I'm wild, assuming wild. four is Donna. I have no idea if nine is Clara or Bill. I mean, I guess it's possible there's a companion between them. The secret a companion, companion that neither of us never, knows exists. We don't know about, so we can't reference Okay. Roll it. Alright. Oh boy. Okay, oh, well, oh, it's series six, oh, episode eight. Let's oh kill god. Hitler. Oh my god. Sam? 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 Sam, uh-huh. get ready. Uh, a mystery will be revealed in this episode. <laughs> I don't know what you mean by that. Uh, Should I know lo- what you mean by that? No, you won't know what you mean by that, but I'm just telling you that this episode resolves a... a ver- don't look it up. Don't look it up. Stop. Take it, turn it off. Turn it off. Turn it off. Turn it off. 
a big mystery will be resolved next week before you even know what it is. <laughs> Actually, okay. I don't know if it is resolved. A big in- something very silly happens in this episode that I am very excited for you to well, see. Well, I, I, I did see that we've got Amy, we've got Rory, and we've got River Song. Mm-hmm. That's all um, I saw. And, I didn't uh, see anything else. Of the episode, I feel like I remember telling you, I was like, when we started this podcast, of what episodes I really strongly remember, and I remember the one that's just Let's Kill Hitler, so. Okay, do you remember liking this episode? I don't think I liked it, but I think something very, uh, I think something happens in it that's gonna have you really scratching your head. <laughs> okay, hey, that's that's fine, and I'm, I'm uh, psyched to see the ponds now, and unfortunately, River again. Unfortunately, I'm going to Doctor Who parentheses real, uh, the land of the Doctor, uh, for Wait, two his weeks. Name- his name's not Rory Pond. We've probably been over this. His name is Rory Pond, because... Wait. No, his name's Rory Williams. Williams, Williams. Williams, yeah. I was like, wait, no. You're right. Rory Williams. Um, But, yeah. Uh, Sorry, I I got very excited because I remembered that something fucking crazy happened in this episode. <laughs> okay, that, I, won't, I won't look up anything about it until after I've watched it. I, mm-hmm. I will... I'll get my notes on who wrote it and directed it. Actually, no, I have that in my spreadsheet. Haha, yeah, what am I you're saying? good. But we'll... Uh, you have to sit on that for a couple weeks now. Well, I mean, unless I you mean, want to watch it. I might watch it early. Oh, yeah, we will We will be off for a couple weeks. You're going to be out of town, and we won't be able yeah, to I'm record any episodes the, in advance. I'm going, Sorry, to the, I'm going to the Doctor Who real place. I didn't know it was real, but they made it real. <laughs> Damn, they put England in real life. <laughs> England from Doctor Who. What's next? England from Harry Potter? <laughs> Bloody hell. All right. All right well, that's exciting. I'm looking forward to watching that one. Uh-huh. You should. I will. Okay. I'm, I'm, you're starting to make me nervous, but that's okay. Oh, no, it's fine. I mean, they're gonna kill Hitler in this one, and it'll fix everything. Woohoo! Oh, God, it's gonna be like the final conclusion of the episode is like, and that's why Hitler needs to kill Ooh, all of those. Sorry, I'm, I'm looking a thing up, um, which is, uh, uh, apparently there's a prequel to Let's Kill Hitler written by Stephen Moffat. So oh, is there a, is there like a mini There may be some watch? kind of webisode. Okay, well, hey, I, I'm hands off on this. If you want to look into that and see if that's yeah. one that we should watch, let me know. I'll, uh, I'll be careful. Or, or, I mean, there's plenty of time for the Discord to let us know. If you, mm-hmm. if you think we should watch that, let us know. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Uh, well, that's exciting. I'm really looking forward to that one. But you know what else I'm looking forward to? Hmm. Getting money. money. Money, 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 money. God, I like getting money at patreon.com slash bros. Where $1 gets you a mildly special Discord role marking you as a friend of the show. It gets you access to all of our bonus content. We got Dr. Huh classic episodes that we reference all the time and confuse you if you don't listen to them. We've got stuff from when we were doing Secret Life of the American Teenager. We've got stuff from Kylex Y era. We've got... High School Musical and stuff, for some reason. For $5, you get a pretty special Discord role marking you as a companion of the show. We'll give you a shout-out on the podcast. You can send us a message that we'll read in one of our funny, funny voices. $10 gets you all that, plus an incredibly special Discord role marking you as an honorary member of House D'Souza. Who wouldn't want that? God, the aristocracy can be so oh, cool so sometimes. So cool. I salute them every day of my life, and I clap. And we clap. We will clap for you when we shout you out. And you can also listen to the podcast live while we record it. I don't know when the fuck that is anymore at this point, though. 
uh, <laughs> it's whenever, and it won't be for a little while anyway. But that's okay. Thank you to our five and ten dollar subscribers: Dan, Big Challenges, Silva, Roy, Stephanie, Bolding, Stephanie, Karen, Tasty, C Sponge, and thank you to House D'Souza, Cassidy, hey! Destry Hawk, HK, and Sauceworks. Thank you, thank you, the greatest, coolest people. Thanks. Thanks. We don't have a message this week, Jordan. That's okay. Oh, well. Nobody likes it. Oh, I'm so sad. You could have had me say anything in droopy moment voice. So there's that. Uh, Jordan, there's a time at the end of every episode where (laughs) Where you you need to segue me into the end of the episode. And I think that time has come. Say the the prayer. I got no segue. Yes. May your life flow like a river. River. May your days smell sweet as a rose. As a rose. What the fuck is this? Just I'm just uh you know, I'm just call and response. <laughs> Beastie boys. May your nights be calm and still as a pond. Oh, let's try the let's do the whole thing like that. No, oh god, over. I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. May your life flow like a river. River! May your day smell sweet as, as a, a rose. rose. May your nights be calm and still as a pond. <laughs> May you be as lucky as an ace. Ace. In a game of blackjack. Harkness. May Dan the nice man smile nicely, nicely. upon you. <laughs> May Clara make I a clever I don't know what the fuck she says here. <laughs> and may the doctor play. light your path. Through. Through. Doctor Pie. That sucked. I hated that. I don't ever want to do that again. I'm gonna cut it. There's no, this, the it. episode ended ten minutes ago. Keep it. Bye, Doctor Pie. <laughs> <Bye. laughs>